0: You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtonowmedia.com. Disclaimer: This week's episode features themes of mental illness and includes some foul language. It is not our intention to alienate anyone, but we also strive not to censor our artists who are trying to normalize discussing these issues in order to reduce the stigma. We also did not want to censor or compromise the integrity of the artistic work performed. If you feel this episode may not be for you, we completely understand and thank you for supporting us this far. Hello and welcome to another episode of Doing It For The Exposure, the show that has such a way with words. I'm your host, Mannequin Blue, and today's special guest is spoken word artist and comedian P.M. Spunk.
1: Nice to meet you, Katie.
0: Nice to meet you too. How are you doing today?
1: Ah, not too bad, not too bad. Just keeping on, to be honest. It's slightly depressing at times.
0: (laughs) Yeah, second lockdown is hitting everyone, I think, at this stage.
1: (laughs) Yes, oh, tell me about it. Yeah, it's just... As you were saying, while we weren't recording there, the dark nights well coming into the pressing stage now, in furnace with the winter as well.
0: Oh, yeah, it's getting cold and dark and horrible and, and, and wet.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you said that you're a spoken word artist and a comedian, so kind of how did you get into that?
1: Yeah, actually, well, it didn't, start, it didn't kind of start off on a bright note. Basically, what had happened was, Ever since I can remember, I, I was kind of suffering in silence with kind of major anxiety and, and depression. And I wasn't, I wasn't until my 30s where I kind of saw help for her. I kind of, I went to my mother and I told her, look, I, I'm not well, I need, I need help. And she walks near people that could kind of get me the help that I needed. And I went up to the mental health services in, in Ballymun and I was put in contact with an occupational therapist and yeah she kind of helped me with everything That obviously she talked to me about kind of the ins and outs of what I was going through she was wanting to know my interest and I didn't really have any interest I was just because I'd just kind of fake everything really with friends and family they could be kind of you know like smiling and laughing away and it wasn't kind of well, I felt I wasn't good company, but apparently I filled a lot of people and they hadn't a clue. And then the occupational therapist on is Jenny, she kind of got me into the spoken word scene in the international bar. And from the international bar, I was doing kind people talk the stuff I had to say was funny. She was like, Have you ever tried stand up? And I was like, No, I'm not a comedian. And one particular comedian, you were like well from what i see you make people laugh don't you and i was like yeah and you're like well that's what a comedian does so that's how i kind of got into the kind of doing i've done a few shows and stand up but mainly it's i do kind of spoken word
0: yeah no that's brilliant and like i know it's a recurring theme on the podcast as well as that a lot of the artists that come on would say the same as you is that they were kind of they had anxiety or depression or something similar. And I have to say, like, it's such a hard thing to come out and say, I'm not okay, I need help. And just fair play to you for that. I think that's incredibly admirable.
1: Oh, thank you. We've been talking about it there, kind of kind of a feeling there in the pit my stomach really, like nerve, kind of obviously anxious. Um, I still kind of get all that, but I, obviously it's all under control of the people up in the mental health services kind of, then you a few tablets so that kind
0: of uh, eases her yeah no definitely and and I know this is your first interview as well and I know that can be like so nerve-wracking you know because you don't know what to expect and you don't know like you said earlier you said that you thought you weren't fun to be around and you thought you know your friends didn't enjoy being around you but yet they actually do you know what I mean so it's kind of that thing with anxiety where you kind of you see all the things about yourself you don't like but other people see you know like like you said you're making them laugh you're good fun you're doing your spoken word and everybody loves that and so like fair play to you thank you so much for fighting the anxiety and coming to talk to me.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah thanks very much it's ever since the first time I kind of got up on stage and then like the reception and the, you are very welcoming and I thought to myself, uh, I had the best feeling ever when I was up there, and then even when I got off, I literally wanted to go straight back up again. Like it was just there uh, brilliant the, the feeling. Before, though, it was like an open mic, right? And like you put your name into into a glass, and then you get it gets picked out. I put my name in first, like thinking oh, I'll be pulled out first. Not in the slightest. I, I literally, I think I came second to last out, and I was just. Pure shaking in my see waiting to go up. Pure sweat, my hands are sweating my face. Oh, so I had to literally go into the, the toilet, throw like, water onto my face and kind of give myself a little speech in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> it was a bit cringy, but to get through it, it, it worked. It kind of got me focused on, look, you're doing this, and that's the end of it. And I did, and it was the best thing I've ever done in my life.
0: Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm a firm believer in the bathroom mirror pep talks. <laughs> I'm one of those cringy people. I'm like, you can do it. You got this.
1: <laughs> yeah. No judgment here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stop. It was, yeah, it was so bad. But the feeling afterwards, and people coming up to me, congratulating me, patting the back, asking me, did you write that yourself? Like all the compliments I was given, but Typical Irish, I couldn't really take it, and I was very embarrassed. I didn't know what to say, like it was, "Oh, uh, okay, thank you," and just feeling pure awkward about it. But like now, it's just water off a duck's back now, really.
0: Yeah, and so you found it easier now, kind of down the line, have you?
1: Yeah, this is going back to like 2017. So what, counting on my fingers, are three years. Yeah, so yeah, the feeling that I had down to now. It's the same feeling I always get now. Like, it was the fourth, like, it's the fourth time, like, after getting off. It's just fantastic.
0: And had you ever written anything before your kind of first time on stage?
1: I did, actually. I, did, I used to write poetry in school, like, in secondary school, but it wasn't it wasn't something to be bragging about. Well, as I, so I taught back then, thinking, that's ah, it's not the cool thing to do. So then I just kind of stopped doing it. And then I didn't really get back into it till, till my thirties, like, And I'm thinking to myself, like, what a waste of talent that possibly could have been if I kind of stuck with it when I was in school to now, like, I'm thinking I could have probably done a a hell of a lot if it wasn't for me thinking that it wasn't the cool thing to be doing, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I can see where you're coming from, but it's kind of one of those things where it doesn't really matter when you start, as long as you start. Like, I know lots of artists who start things, you know, in their 30s, 40s, even 50s, and, They're amazing, you know, and, you know, you should never think, oh, it's wasted talent. I didn't use it when I could have used it, but you're doing it now. And that's the important thing.
1: Yeah, that's fair point. Fair point. Probably wasn't meant to be back then. I'm a a believer kind of in that What, What's meant to be will be probably like I wasn't meant to be doing it until I started doing it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Like, I'm a firm believer in, you know, it's never too late. You do it when you're meant to do it. And it does, yeah. Like I said, it doesn't matter when you do it, as long as you do it, and that's brilliant. You know, I think more people should feel that they, they can get into things later in life. You know, that they haven't wasted their time, and there's there's always still time.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, like, I have plenty of time to write now, so I have like loads of material. But the thing, I've I've tried the online gigs and the o- online kind of that's kind of the same. T- I don't think it's the same thing than actually performing in front of. Like a real crowd, like you know,
0: yeah, it's kind of a different feeling performing in front of a camera because you don't really get that feedback.
1: Yeah, that's that's I just find it so awkward doing it like at home instead of like two people like out at an event or whatever it is. It's yeah, as I was saying, it's just, the feeling isn't the same, so I, I just stopped kind of trying to do the online gig.
0: Oh, well, that's a shame. No, I, like, I, I can totally understand, though. Like, like you said, you don't get the, the instant feedback. You don't get that reaction from people. But I think you should keep going, you know, especially if it's something you enjoy doing.
1: Yeah, I suppose, I suppose you're right there. But I'm still kind of writing more stuff. And I used to, when I first started, I kind of read off a page. And I literally, like the first time I'd done it, my me, me head would be on the page. My hands would be shaking, so I'm. I, I've obviously kind of stopped that, and I've memorised everything now. So, in, instead of kind of obviously head down, not engaging the the audience, that's probably the best advice actually I was ever given. In fairness, in the whole spoken word scene was to stop reading from the sheet and kind of engage the the audience. Well, and people, believe it or not, people like came up to me one fellow in particular, I don't remember his name. I haven't actually seen him in years, but he came up to me and he was like, oh, you should try that without the page. And, and I took it his, his, his advice and I'd done it. And then the next time I seen him, it was like, oh, it was better with the page. Like, it's, <laughs> it was better with the page. I was like, oh, all right. Thanks thanks very much. It was like, because he was saying, oh, it's like a kind of a character that you had up on stage to just head down. And I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, okay. That's... <laughs> first. You're telling me to do it without the page, and now you're telling me, oh, it's better with the page.'"
0: There's no pleasing some people, is there?
1: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, not in the But yeah, I, ha- I haven't had to look at the page. I haven't had to look at the page in two years, like so. The memory serves is uh, serves me well.
0: And so do you find then that when you're not looking at the page, it's kind of less of a crutch and you're more performing your work then rather than just reading it?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that's how I say it. the The singer friend, Larry Bourne, his name is, he told to, this isn't the same fellow now that said you were better without the page, but he was, like, every time he'd seen me perform at the page, he'd come up straight after. And if he said, he'd always say, oh, well, get rid of that page. Just, just do it straight up and I was like I can't I can't it was like obviously it was like there's no such thing as I can't just go home rehearse in the mirror and yeah I took his advice it's probably the best advice I've I've been given
0: yeah definitely and it kind of it helps you get more into it as well because like like you said you're not reading it off a page you're it's in your head and so you feel it more as well if that makes sense
1: yeah I can kind of engage the audience kind of make kind of proper eye contact um i feel that well because when they're enjoying it that's i I, i'm enjoying it even more than than what they are just by seeing their reaction instead of looking down on the page and i can't get that by looking at the page
0: yeah absolutely so what kind of places then would you perform in
1: i started doing kind of the international bar have you ever been the international
0: i don't think so i know the name but i don't think i've been there
1: i done wheels of wheelings. We've been all over the place. To, we've gone to kind of Dundalk and places like that. No, the, I I wouldn't know half the places because I don't really go out to to drink or anything like that. So I wouldn't know the names of any of the pubs or all that. I we'll just go along where where it is. <laughs> you
0: <laughs> yeah, just right. go where they tell you.
1: Yeah, just show up and <laughs> obviously I know where the interview is. That's the that's. the the more familiar one for me would be the international bar
0: okay brilliant so and then would you be involved at all in because I know that there's a there's kind of a niche spoken word kind of at festivals would you be involved in that at all
1: yeah I've gone to I've gone to festivals there was a there was one for St. Patrick's Day and there was one for the the five lamps or was I meant to do the five lamps but I got the day wrong and Obviously, I turned up on the wrong day and nobody was there, so
0: oh gosh! So
1: I, I, so I missed it basically. <laughs> but yeah, I was meant to, was meant to do that. <laughs> this, is, this is going back a while now. I think two years or two year, a year ago, a year and a half probably. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I was mean. I got back in contact with that woman. She was like, "Ah, oh, it's fine. You can sort something else. So If ever I wanted to do it again, just show her a message."
0: All right. Well, that's handy out so. <laughs> Like I know the feeling of mixing up days, and I think I've shown up to gigs more than once. You know, the day before, <laughs> something like that. But I suppose it's better to be early than than miss it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, just, it was. But the, but the mad thing is, it would have been paid work, so I missed out on that. Yeah, I was paying the hall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but...
0: and paid work is so few and far between, especially these days.
1: Yeah, especially, especially for, for poetry, like, it would have been just, like, a half an hour. And, like, obviously, you're getting paid for a half an hour's work, like
0: Yeah, I get you, yeah. Oh, that's a pain.
1: Yeah, it was a pain in the whole yeah. Uh, and I was actually looking forward to it, like, because I'd, pre- I'd perform in my back garden, like, if people would come, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so handy as well, <laughs> just, like, in your garden. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Obviously, charging people in, but like still.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but you don't have to go anywhere. It's <laughs> just like you're already there. And then when you're exactly. done, you just go up to bed.
1: <laughs> exactly. Jump out of bed, just get a shower out to the back garden. <laughs> Sorted.
0: So then, if you don't mind me asking, what kind of things would you write about?
1: Well, I, I'm, at the start, it was really kind of, uh, yeah, mental health pieces about kind of the dark places I've been in and, there's a few pieces where, obviously, was this, there's this one piece next, dumped me by email. I wrote about that. Ah, it was a lovely email though. It was a cracking email. Like it, I was very upset, but it was a lovely email. She dumped me the wrong way, but what she said in the email was lovely. Well, I do more. Well, I don't do more comedy stuff. If something comes into my head, I write it down. If it's funny, I'm going to say it. I don't really care what it is. I get a lot of shit from from some pubs. I've, I've rang up places to see could I do stuff. And especially my name, actually, P.M. Spunk. I, I, I went, I'm not even going to name the place. The man knows who he is, if he actually heard this. I don't know. <laughs> so he wouldn't let me do it because of my name. He, like, he, he said, oh, with a name like P.M. Spunk, you won't ever perform here. I'm thinking to myself, well, it can't be much of a comedy place if you can't use the word Spunk. That's what he was. He was really upset with the word Spunk. Like, obviously, he doesn't actually know what it actually means. Like, I was like, fair enough. (laughs) I won't ask it again.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, this is the thing. Unfortunately, you know, being an artist and that, you can't really be to everyone's tastes.
1: Yeah. But even if he would have let me up, he would have understood that comedy is subjective and other people's opinion of the name, most people don't care about it, but that one person did.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's a shame that, because like you said, if, if, you know, if he let you in and you did your poetry or your stand up or whatever, he might have liked it. But it's kind of, some people judge everything by first appearances and, and they shouldn't really do that, you know, but they just do.
1: Yeah, it's his loss at the end of the day. I don't, I don't actually care. And if he asked me, if he asked me to come on, I wouldn't do it. I actually, you know i do doing actually? We were exchanging emails. For, motivate, for myself, for motivation, I, I kind of screenshot the, the email where he, would, where he said, Oh, with a name like PM Swunk, you're not going to ever perform her. I screenshot that and I put it as my screensaver for a while on my phone just for motivation, for like, don't kind of, it doesn't matter what he thinks, kind of things, you know? Obviously, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't know that I had it, but it was for me more than that.
0: Yeah, I I actually, I do like that idea of using your, your your rejections as motivation. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah,
1: it was like, big, (laughs) or me, he thought it was mad.
0: No, I mean, I can, I can understand where you're, where you're coming from. You know, I think that's a, it is a good thing, you know, just to say, well, okay, maybe not everybody likes what I do, but I'm going to keep doing it anyway. That's all you can do is just do your own thing, you know?
1: yeah I, w- I remember i'm involved in a writer's group as well the ballymond writers group and um, back in 2017 we were doing our fourth book and um, we were in the ballymond it was a great great equity now i think there would have been about like close to 200 people but well that's probably an exaggeration but i thought it was close to that or whatever but so i got up it went great people were were laughing this, that and the other and then we went to a break people by getting kind of refreshments. And then this one person comes up to me. I said a word, right, that she didn't, that she wasn't kind of, she wasn't happy with. And she just kind of went at me at the break for about 10 minutes. I used the word in a poem. It wasn't like, it wasn't at anybody. It was just for a poem. And she, yeah, she came at me for about 10 minutes saying, oh, you let me down. You let yourself down. And I wasn't very happy with it. I was like, I apologize. But like it's like she wasn't taking the, the apology. She was she. It's like she Yeah, she wouldn't accept the apology. And I'm, I was like, I'll tell you. I just kept apologizing. And then someone came up. They were like you've you've I heard you over there. You've apologized enough, the one. She didn't want to take her apology. That's on her. And yeah, I took it on the train and moved on. But like that doesn't stop me from doing that poem. You know, I still do it to this day. I don't kind of care what people think uh, I say what I say if they don't like it well then don't listen to me or don't ask me to do so
0: yeah I kind of I can understand that like you know she she took offense to something and like fair enough people take offense it happens but it was kind of it sounds like she kind of wanted to be offended at that point because like you said you apologized but she wasn't accepting it and that's unfortunate as well is that you know sometimes people can't see past themselves to enjoy the art for what it is
1: Oh, exactly, yeah. I wasn't, I didn't say it, like, for, it wasn't for, like, shock value, or it wasn't aimed at anybody. It was just, like, the line, the, the line, of the, the, the start of it was, there's no way in pain, but there is a you when it and it went on from there. And, yeah, that's the thing she was, that's the thing she was kind of pissed off about. You let yourself down, you didn't need to say this, you didn't need it, it was unnecessary. And, yeah, with that, that I thought to myself, yeah, well, I find it funny now when people get offended because not that I'm going any way to to offend people, but I just find it funny, like you know, what I'm about and and the stuff that I do. Like if you don't want to listen to it, don't listen to it, leave the room.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like I can I can understand that because you know your art is an extension of you and it's how you express yourself. And like you said, you're not going out to intentionally offend people. You're not attacking people. You're just using the words that you know, work for you. So I can kinda of understand that in a sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that library, the book, that piece that I done, I done I done pieces that weren't in the book. One one or two people came up to me at the end and they were saying, Oh, where's them pieces you done? I can't find it in the book. And I was like, No, I didn't do the pieces that were in the book. And then she was like, Oh, I only bought it because them two pieces were in it. I thought they were in it. And she didn't get her money back, but she was happy to keep the book. with just the fact that she thought them two pieces were in it.
0: All right. Okay. So then, you know, you've obviously you've been published before, and do you have any plans for kind of any future publishings?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm working on um, one myself now. I just need a, a laptop to complete it. Me, I don't actually have a laptop. And how I was writing mainly was in the Ballymun Library and there was the restricted the amount of time. You have on it now. You can only like have forty minutes or forty-five minutes a day, and I hate being timed for anything. Whether it's a test in school or obviously a computer in the library, it's like every time I'm typing, I'm thinking to myself, uh, oh, the time is catching up on me now. I'm not going to have time to finish it." And I that would that just irritate me. I couldn't and I couldn't use them anymore. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get myself a laptop and then fucking actually finish it. But it's actually the pieces I have, it's from years ago that, like, mental health that's been built up and built up in me. And, yeah, it's totally it's odd years in the making for what I should have said years ago.
0: Right, yeah. So, kind of, like, that whole restriction in the library, is that because of lockdown? Or is it just kind of something that they put in place regardless oh, no. of lockdown?
1: No, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't to do a lockdown. It was just, this is when it wasn't lockdown, like when you just went in and you had it as a time now. You can only use it for a certain amount a day, less than an hour a day. Like.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. So that obviously then that's, that has hit you quite hard in the in the sense that you're trying to create, you know, this book and it's just making things difficult for you.
1: Yeah, because I'm, I'm not much of a computer. I don't like, I hate technology. Well, I don't hate technology. Obviously, it's useful in some some ways but like I'm not a fan of it I'd rather, I'd rather like when we were kids like um, you're outside and you're not looking on a screen you know yeah <laughs> It's just, there. It's just uh, <laughs> yeah it's just a very it just irritates me at times it's just because there's so many cruel people out there actually bullying people and then obviously it leads to kind of depression and and whatnot
0: oh yeah absolutely like that's well that's the thing is that if you have any kind of you know any kind of technology or a tool or whatever it is to help you with something. There's always somebody that's going to abuse it.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been in, I've been in that kind of situation as well. It's not like, not about kind of. Ever going, you see a feed, and then you, you have to click into the comment to see what people are saying from that post, and um, would kind of see if someone was bullying somebody else. And then that me off, like, i will be like, like, what did that person do to them? Like, it was a simple comment, an opinion. Like, someone had punched their opinion, and then someone just jumps down their throat, like, via a keyboard. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, who the hell are you, like?
0: Yeah, I think it's a, bit, it's a bit too easy for people to be mean and vindictive on the internet, because there's no kind of immediate consequences for them. You know, because, like, someone says something to your face, I don't know, they might get a slap or something, but <laughs> if it's behind a screen... It's kind of, it's easier for them to feel like they've gotten away with it.
1: Yeah, it's anonymous kind of thing. You know, it's like, well, especially if they use using like a, a fake name or a fake kind of account just to troll people.
0: Yeah, exactly. But speaking of, <laughs> you know, technology, where is the best place for people to keep up to date with you? So like, do you have social media or anything of that nature?
1: Yeah, Facebook. It's, the name is PM Spunk, but it's at Spunk Sock soc as in society like s-p-u-n-k-s-o-c
0: okay brilliant so and what we'll do as well as we'll include that in the stream we'll we'll put it in the description so that people can click into it and find you because you know like you said if you're writing a book and everything and people are interested and they want to keep up to date we want them to be able to find you
1: no that'd be great actually thanks a million it's always nice to have the support of this kind of platform you know
0: Oh yeah, absolutely! Like that's that's the whole point of the show is that artists can promote themselves and you know maybe in ways that they wouldn't have been able to do before and you know hopefully you get some followers, you get some support. That's the whole reason we do this.
1: I haven't I, I, since the whole of this lockdown. I haven't actually po- posted much.
0: No, so I, just, I don't. Uh, I don't blame you. Like I think it is a good idea to have some kind of social media, but oh, like so I said, just just purely to promote your art you know like you said if you write something you can post it up people can have a read or if you want to perform something that kind of thing but yeah I mean you don't have to be on it personally
1: yeah it's just because I remember for when I was doing something I was doing a course for my mental health and I was performing at the time and the person who was who was, was kind of running it it was like well what's your social media account and I was like, well, no, I don't have a, I don't have a page to promote myself because I don't like going onto kind of social media. And yeah, that was his idea. It was like, well, if you wanted to promote yourself and let people know that you're out there, and then I was kind of reluctant to do it, but I did end up doing it. And yeah, it's 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 not something I'm really into. But obviously, it's the, if I'm promoting something, I'll, I'll go on and kind of stick something up, or if just to I don't know, just to engage people really i suppose anything for a like as they say do you know i mean it's like i don't know it's just i post something just for the for the sake of it really i don't really know what to be doing with the page
0: yeah well i mean it's it's kind of it's good for you know say you're doing it obviously not with lockdown but say you're doing a performance somewhere it's good to let people know kind of where you'll be what you're doing if you're working on some new stuff if you want to share stuff you've already done that kind of thing
1: yeah, I can Yeah, I suppose that's in, in obviously, in that way, it's it's great. I don't really like going onto kind of the internet and and all that. Oh no, obviously, I have kind of a few followers or whatever on the page as it is, but I do have a few kind of pieces of poetry and that on it as well. But other than that, it's just I think I have near a thousand pictures, and it's just basically me photoshopped onto kind of other people's bodies, and that, and that's it. <laughs> right.
0: So you are kind of you're you're using your photoshop skills as well as your poetry skills. So just just cuz I'm keeping an eye on the time here is there anything that you would like to talk about that we haven't talked about yet just before we finish up.
1: Well, I'd like to say it was a, a lot of this time has been talked about talking about probably mental health and it's during this lockdown it's obviously a difficult period and I suggest if people is not feeling very well with their mental health that they should talk to someone and seek Help with what they're going through, just to let them know that uh that they're not alone, and that's about it that's that's what I do and the best thing I probably doing was go and actually seek the help that I got
0: yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great idea you know for anyone out there listening who is suffering with anxiety or depression or anything anything mental health related, I think it is a great idea to just talk to somebody about it and you know go from there
1: yeah exactly because I Even if someone does listen to this, it only takes, like, it only, if you get through to one person to actually go and actually talk about what they're going through, that's, that's an amazing thing to do, like, because obviously you're helping some, one person, if, if not more. I have a piece of poetry here, if it's all right to, to do.
0: Oh yeah, of course,
1: absolutely. This, this one, it didn't really have a name, but I did, I just called it the Lord of Darkness. It's not a shout out to kind of Ozzy Osborne around. It's just a it's about mental health.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, go for it.
1: I hear and obey the Lord of the Darkness. I see them in my merged dreams. So they're so vivid. Like an old painting of a canvas. Somebody say I'm outlandish. As I brandish my words and feelings. Who throw their opinions away as I would do my management healing. I have checked out of many hotels with my comb still fresh on the ceiling as I blow off some steam to get away from my life stealing. I was in search of sexual healings with one night stands. And I ran out of hands and toes to tell you how many hoes that I use to try and take away my woes. I was looking for highs, but all I found were lows. I would pose with friends and family with fake smile after fake smile. Denial, it's not just a river. I drank so much that it almost cost me my liver. When I think back then, it gives me a shiver through my timber because back then, I thought about walking the plank. We sat in my dark room for weeks and, to be honest, the place stank. And so did I. I cried, day after day. I didn't want to be that guy. So I gave myself the option, it was either get help or die. And that's that. <laughs>
0: Wow, that's powerful.
1: Yeah, it kind of it, it kind of got me myself while I was writing. A, it was bringing me back to kind of hard times.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that just like that just shows you, you know, that you can convey so much with just a few words.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, I totally agree. there. best thing I done was kind of start writing down my feelings and. Not even knowing that, like the feelings, then even when I'm read, reading over some of the things I wrote down I, and I turned them into kind of poetry, like,
0: yeah, that well, I mean, that I suppose that's what, like, you know, I used to be a musician myself, and a lot of it is just writing down kind of thoughts and then stringing them together somehow, but yeah, you've you've totally hit it, like, that was beautiful.
1: Oh, uh, thanks very much, actually, <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, of course. No, absolutely. And I, I definitely think that you should share more on social media because that was so well written.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing. I, I do be. Do you know what I be? Wearing? Obviously, people listen and, and kind of hear stuff. But then I'm thinking to myself, like, if I'm putting stuff out there, obviously, and it's not published yet or whatever, and then I'm thinking to myself, are oh, people gonna steal that kind of stuff? You know, like. But then I, that makes me feel like, oh, don't be a dope. Like no one's gonna steal your stuff. No, (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's
0: just like no. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think you need to worry too much about people stealing your stuff. Not that you know, not that it's not amazing because that was really good. But I think it's more kind of, if you worry about people kind of stealing your stuff, you won't really be able to put yourself out there, you know. Because I guess that's kind of the risk you take with promotion.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
0: It is a valid concern, but it's kind of, if you're worried about people stealing your work and, you know, hopefully nobody does, but if you're worried so much about people stealing your work that it stops you from sharing your work, that's kind of, you know, that's something you need to address, I suppose. I think it's definitely worth looking into, you know, like, especially if, like you said, you enjoy writing so much and you know, it's obvious that you're quite good at what you do. So I think you you do need to kind of look into that and just get it out there.
1: Yeah, watch this space, I suppose, is, is what I should say.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. And obviously, you know, anything that you come out with in the future, we're more than happy to share it for you as well. You know, just get it out there more.
1: No, I'd appreciate that a lot, actually,
0: yeah. Yeah, co- completely. That's what we're here for.
1: True. That's actually very true. Yeah, it's it's platforms like this that they don't get the, the 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 credit that you deserve. I've heard like you say stuff and you kind of not degrade. That's the wrong word. Downplay your role of what you actually do. As you said, you kind of edit the whole thing yourself. Like that takes a lot of time and effort. You know, like
0: oh yeah, absolutely <laughs> it does. Yeah, I put a lot more time and effort into this than I probably should. <laughs> so p.m spunk it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show
1: thanks very much katie thanks
0: oh yeah absolutely no problem We're, we're so glad to have you And if you enjoyed this episode of Doing It for the Exposure and would like to hear more in the future, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at D-I-F-T-E Podcast. You can also check out our stream on nerdtoknowmedia.com. We stream weekly on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.